Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You know what, White by Macamax? I'm almost, almost starting to feel sorry for Billy. I hate the gay for pay business model, Eichner. I am. Yes, I am. Maybe possibly. I mean, poor Billy. Poor Billy Eichner. First off, his movie, Rose completely bombs at the box office. Not even close either. Just bomb completely. And as I said at the time, only an idiot, a complete blithering idiot, would think to open up a niche gay film like that one in 3,500 theaters. Would think that a gay theme comedy should get a wide opening like it was a Marvel movie. So he already has that humiliation under his belt. But then, to add insult to injury, the Academy last night, not that I watched it, folks. I am not a star effer. I could not care less about those people. And I have zero interest in watching a trade show awards program like the Oscars or the Emmys or, God forbid, that trailer park parade, that collection of human debris known as the Grammys. But at the Academy last night, and you could not have asked for a more in-your-face rebuke to Billy, I hate the gay-for-pay business model Eichner than what unfolded the Academy handing everything everywhere all at once like a truckload of Oscars and worse, handing out Oscars to two actresses, Michelle Yeoh and Nepo baby Jamie Lee Curtis, both of whom play gay for pay in that movie to get those Oscars. Well, technically... Multiverse gay for pay. They weren't totally gay for pay. Just gay for pay in one of the multiverses. And if you don't know what a multiverse is, just ask your local virgin pajama boy living in his parents' basement, doing all sorts of weird crap down there, which we won't get into right now. And as a random aside, White Boy Malcolm X, is it just me Or does that title, Everything Everywhere All at Once, does that sound like the name of a gay circuit party? Not that I've ever been to one, but a drug-fueled, 
monkeypox super spreading event, gay circuit party. Thoughts, sir? You agree? That's what I thought. And you know the queens out there, they're like, oh my, where do I sign up for that? Settle down, girls. But anyway, that's why these nonstop Oscars for this gay for pay movie, that's why, kind of, sort of, why I feel bad for Billy. I hate the gay for pay business model, Leitner. He's just been humiliated again. First his movie bombs, and now the Academy basically just told him, meh. We like the gay for pay business model. So it sucks to be you, princess. And I guess we should toss in Michael Yuri with this. Don't want to leave Princess Michael out. Another hater of the gay for pay business model. Not that anyone really cares about Michael Yuri. People be like, Michael who? Exactly. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. And this first story is from Queerty. Those girls over at Queerty. TikTok star Zachary Wilmore is thriving through his HIV journey. And homophobes can't stand it. This kid, this Gen Z kid, just caught himself HIV in 2023. And they're like, those girls over at Queerty are like, oh, how stunning and brave. For F's sake on this one, this dopey TikTok star, Zachary Wilmore, whoever the hell this silly Twinkie even is, him coming out like, oh my God, I've got like HIV and stuff. Because that's what he basically sounds like. A campy minstrel queen. A step and fetch it minstrel queen. Yes, white boy Malcolm X. What snarky comment do you have about this human train wreck? You have it. I thought you said you couldn't download it from TikTok. Well, I don't care about that. Let's hear it. Play us that campy minstrel queen. Humble bragging about his HIV status. It's officially been one whole week of me living with HIV and my first day on medicine. I felt better than I have in weeks. Seriously, my energy is back. I feel more like myself. I also officially know the person who gave it to me. Um, I'm not mad at all. It's just he didn't know. He didn't get tested in time. That's why I have Okay, it. shut it off. See, I went to the doctor shut that queen up. See, folks. Campy minstrel queen. I got my medicine. Vapid, overly hysterical. Step and fetch it, minstrel queen. With his fancy new HIV status. And if you ask someone to come up with the worst stereotypical portrayal of a gay man you could have, show gay men in the worst possible light, make them look as buffoonish as possible, I struggle to think how it would be any different than this walking, talking Barbie doll 
this minstrel queen, HIV princess, Zachary Wilmore. And whatever happened to prep? Taking a pill a day so you wouldn't have to take a pill a day? Which I assume HIV princess Zachary Wilmore is in for. A pill a day to keep this thing under control. I thought all the horny queens out there, and you know who you are, I thought they were all on prep. Oh, I take a pill a day. So I don't have to take a pill a day. Yes, of course you do, princess. But this queen, in all seriousness, what's he going to do when his 15 minutes on TikTok are up? When he's like, he's like 40, 45 years old. He's some middle-aged, has-been TikTok star with HIV. Other than, if he's lucky, being a shift supervisor at a Starbucks. Because right now he's basking in it. Even got himself a media hand job from those silly girls over at Queerty for catching a venereal disease. He's more famous than he's ever been for catching a venereal disease and flippantly carrying on about it on some vapid clown car of a media app, like a warped version of Madonna syndrome. Oh, look at me, look at me. I'm so fabulous. I have HIV. Yeah, good for you, princess. Here's your gold star and your daily medication. And I hate to break it to you, Zachary, but it's all downhill from here. This party's going to come to an end at some point. I predict sooner rather than later. A year from now, Zachary who? Exactly. And what are you going to be left with, princess? Nothing but a bunch of self-debasing minstrel videos and your pill a day. So, Zachary, bless your heart. Bless your heart six ways to Sunday. And, Princess, good luck with all that. God knows you need it. From the post-millennial, Rita Thunberg deletes 2018 tweet saying world will end in 2023 after world does not end. You know what, White Boy Malcolm X? Here's another one who's about an inch away from going on our band discussion list. Rita Thunberg. What do I also call her? St. Greta of the luxury yacht. This clueless, hysterical, useful idiot who all she does is parrot what she's been told by others like she's ever had an original thought in her life. No. All she does is yap on. Yap, 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 yap. Yap on about what others have brainwashed her with. Like with this, she tweets out back in 2018. She goes up onto Twitter, and here's the quote. A top climate scientist is warning that climate change 
will wipe out all humanity unless we stop using fossil fuels over the next five years. So back in 2018, when she was still a hysterical teenager, not the hysterical 20-something, she is now, some so-called top climate scientist tells her something, she parrots it up on Twitter, and lo and behold, yet another doom and gloom prediction gets blown up by reality. Like they all eventually do. These clowns, like Greta Thunberg and Al Gore, they go out, make these nonsensical predictions, serve up a healthy dose of eco-disaster porn. Then when it doesn't come to pass, oh, nothing to see here, folks. But guess what? If we all don't drive Teslas in 10 years, the planet will melt and we'll all burn in hell. And so she deletes this tweet like it never happened. Too late, princess. And I don't even know why she bothered. When has the media ever held any of these clowns to account for these idiotic predictions which never come to pass? It's never happened. You think any of the media are ever going to go to Rita Thunberg and ask her about this tweet? No. They'll memory hole this like they do with every other inconvenient fact that doesn't fit the narrative. And here's something interesting from the article. This post-millennial article, which references another article in the U.S. Sun. Her net worth is now worth an estimated $1 million. To which Al Gore, he wouldn't even get out of bed for that. But for an entry-level grifter like her, not too shabby. Just give her to 30. She'll have added substantially to that in the next few years. Another one came to do good and is starting to do very, very well indeed. Yes, of course she did and most certainly will. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax. And think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. I actually, I don't have one teacher bait story, folks. But I got two of them. And only 
because I forgot to do this first one last week. I don't know how I could ever, ever forget a teacher bait story. But I guess that now allows us to have two teacher bait stories back to back. And our first teacher bait story, the one I forgot to do last week, last Thursday, this is from Fox News. Mary Connecticut lunch lady allegedly sexually assaulted student sent nude images for months. Andy Rosafort, 31, worked in New Fairfield School District when alleged crimes took place. So I guess now the rest of the school is getting in on this action. No longer can we just blame all the horny high school teachers out there for eyeing up that fresh teacher bait, seducing that fresh teacher bait, making sweet, sweet love to that fresh teacher bait. Now we also have to contend with horny lunch ladies doing the same. And this one, Andy Rosafort, she spied her piece of fresh teacher bait when he was in the eighth grade. Gross. When he was only 14 years young. Double gross. But then she waited to tap that fresh teacher bait until he was in the ninth grade. So I guess he was around 15 then. Which is still gross. And what do I always tell you, ladies? Not that you ever listen. But you horny high school teachers out there, and I guess now, you horny lunch ladies out there, never, ever, ever, ever get a boy to do a man's job. Remember, ladies, more Sebastian Stan, more Matt Loria, less little Timmy with two chest hairs. And her poor husband... You want to talk about emasculating your wife, the lunch lady. She has to go out, get her sexual pleasures from a 15-year-old boy because you can't handle the job. A 15-year-old boy has to come in, take care of business because you can't. And how pissed off do you think, folks, are all the horny high school teachers in this school Here comes a very fresh piece of teacher bait. And the lunch lady comes in, grabs him up before any of them can. The lunch lady took their fresh teacher bait. I'm sure they're like, uh, that's our fresh teacher bait. How dare you? They're called teacher bait for a reason. So all you horny high school teachers out there, watch out. You're not the only game in town handing out free orgasms to pimply-faced teenage boys. Step up your game, ladies, or the lunch lady is going to eat your lunch. Again. And our next teacher bait story is from the Daily Mail. Oklahoma cheerleading coach is arrested for having sex with her daughter's underage boyfriend more than 300 times. Teen now in rehab calls her manipulative and controlling. I bet he does. 
Poor princess. And the horny Oklahoma cheerleading coach in question, her name is Jennifer Hawkins. She is 45, and she just got arrested for second-degree rape and sexual battery for a multi-year relationship with this boy. It looks like it started back in September 2017, and it ended in 2022. And I guess now he's 21 years old. So I guess it started back when he was, what, 15, 16? Gross either way. But those two went at it for about five years. And according to the boy, who I guess is now a man, he got at least 300 free orgasms from her over the course of that five years. And so now he's out in California in rehab. Yeah, good luck with that one. But in rehab, he sent the school a letter tattletailing on her for all those free orgasms, which is how she got found out, got herself fired, and in trouble with Popo. And I knew someone who went to rehab. Huge drunk. Worse than even white boy Malcolm X and me. By a lot. But she came out sober and nasty. Just a hateful human being after that. If she couldn't drink, she was going to take it out on anyone and everyone around her. So I was like, goodbye. Have a nice life, drunky McDrunk face. Now I know with this story, I know it's statutory rape. It's rape in that sense. But I'm sorry. I don't really see this as rape. Not after at least 300 free orgasms. Maybe if the kid complained after a time or two, sure. But not after 300 times. And we had that story. It's probably been about two years now. But there was this kid. Teacher gave him at least 100 free orgasms. Then he came out. Oh, she raped me. After 100 free orgasms. Not the first time. Not the 10th time. But after 100 plus free orgasms. Then it became an issue. And the only reason it was an issue was because they were going after the school district. Suing the school district, they wanted a payday. They wanted piles and piles and piles of Benjamins because their teen boy decided he wanted the payout, not the orgasms. And what do you want to bet? This kid out in a California rehab center, he and or the family, they're dreaming of their own piles and piles and piles of Benjamins. They're going to want their own payday, and they'll probably get it. That California rehab center, that's to leverage a maximum payout from the school district. Their lawyer, they'll be like, uh... What's the school's insurance policy payout limit? 
Yeah, that's a nice starting point. We'll need a couple more stacks of taxpayer money on top of that, though. And I'm sure they'll get it. And you all have fun spending that. And for our last story, folks, here's another one from Fox News. Colin Kaepernick accuses his white adoptive parents of problematic upbringing perpetuating racism. Colin Kaepernick recalled very problematic things he experienced growing up with white parents. Princess Colin here. You want to talk about perpetually miserable, a perpetually miserable human being. He's basically the black version of Prince Harry Ginger and his vapid social climbing wife, Meghan Markle. No matter how many opportunities he's had in life, it's never enough. He's never happy. And I guess, much like Prince Harry Ginger, Princess Colin here, he's got himself a book, probably a coloring book, just like Megan McCain. And just like Prince Harry Ginger, he's using the book to settle scores, to go after his family, to go after his adoptive parents who are white, evil racist whitey. And according to Princess Colin here, they're exactly that. Nothing more than a couple of racists. Which to me is just odd. Someone who, allegedly, supposedly, possibly, maybe, hates black people, them adopting a black kid, unless they did it just to torture him. But I suspect you got a couple white people adopting a black kid. I'm sure it's just a virtue signal and to assuage their white shame, not to torture. And I'm sure they're thinking, no good deed goes unpunished. Adopt a black kid, try to give him a good life, and what does he do? Tells the entire world that you're a bigot. And as an example of what horrible racist crackers his parents are, when Princess Colin was in high school, he decided he wanted to get cornrows. Now he says that he only wanted to get the cornrows to be like his hero, NBA star Allen Iverson. But I suspect this being Princess Colin, he was just doing it to be a pain in the ass. Stick it to his parents like pretty much every teenager tries to do. I mean, seriously, what's more believable? Oh, I just want to get cornrows to be just like my hero, NBA star Allen Iverson. That or... Oh, I know me getting cornrows is going to make my parents' heads explode. I don't know about you folks, but I'm going to go with option two. Besides, Princess Collins' only hero is Princess Collins. $10 
He jerks off in front of a mirror. Gets off on himself. And apparently, this isn't the last of having to hear about Princess Colin. He's got a Netflix thing coming up. A docudrama series based on his life. Jesus Christmas. What's the bet he's going to play victim there too? Oh, everyone's a racist. I'm so oppressed. Yes, of course you are, princess. Now, if he keeps throwing himself up on a cross like this, David Hogg is going to start charging him royalty fees. No one gets up on a cross like Princess David. I'm David Hogg. I survived a school shooting. Look at me. Look at me. Where am I? I'm up on my cross. And nobody gets up on a cross like I do. Get up here to get me some Benjamins for my shiny new nonprofit. Yes, that we know. So, Princess Colin, you ungrateful, hysterical, woke brat, have yourself a, a grand gay old time throwing your poor parents under the bus. I hope that makes you happy. But we all know you're not happy unless you're completely miserable. And you have fun wallowing in all that. So on that note, since I cannot top this silly woke clown trashing his parents in public and calling them racist, even if this disgraceful behavior is so he can sell some books, get himself some Benjamins, since I cannot top that It is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this weekday edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great start to your week, and we'll see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.